Today's episode of Who Weekly is brought to you by The CW. Watch new episodes of Superman and Lois on Tuesdays at 9, 8 central or stream free next day on The CW app. You will join us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And these were Sunday night's Golden Globes, the 2021 Golden Globes in a nutshell. <laughs> As you can see, we unfortunately have a bad connection. We apologize for that technical problem and send all of our congratulations to Daniel on his Golden Globe win. This was immediately followed by Daniel getting his sound back and then giving his speech anyway. The first award had a problem. You got it. Like, they didn't even... The first award. Although, I mean, again, he got to give his speech, which is good. Thank God. That would have been a disaster. Of course. But to see Laura Dern's earnest response of being like, "Uh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And then kind of like getting her composure back and then reading the prompter. Like, even she was like, Honestly, are you kidding me? This I mean, is, the is, first there, one. is there truly nothing more relatable than technical difficulties? I d- will say, though, watching this did for the first time in pandemic, whatever, I was very, I, I had a hard time watching Zoom. Like, it, it, it affected mm-hmm. me. I was like, this is not fun to watch. Nobody wants to watch this. We shouldn't be doing this anymore. <laughs> we shouldn't be doing this anymore. It it's felt like it's tiring. the same reason I think. It felt like I was at a meeting, you know, like I was like they were watching me also and I, you know. Especially because I feel like the celebrities um it was truly the most celebrities are just like us moment of yeah, the pandemic like truly. where things were going wrong they were in weird rooms of their houses like i was a little disappointed in celebrities who didn't just like overdo it like give me the glam moment i don't need to see jeff daniels right, like, doors drop a green you know screen baby and give me some background you know like give me do, something nice do some shtick you know like you had people you had jeff daniels in a guest room there were 14 doors <laughs> behind him people were like what are those all closets it was weird who was on his bed someone was just on his bed Somebody and was i was like on come on <laughs> Come on. Like, I get that maybe you're trying to be relatable and folksy, but these are the Golden Globes. Like, go ham. We um we have to recap a little bit in terms of who stuff. Emily and Paris won nothing, which is nice. <laughs> Thank it God. Won nothing. Um, we talked about when we kind of joked that Netflix, you know, paid them in champagne and sent them to Paris and then James Corden was in the tub. Yeah, we were joking, but it seems that... Um, now people know that that's really what happens, which is nice. It's nice that people know that that's what really happens with the Golden Globes. It's pay to play. It's fine. So there's a difference between the things that people were complaining about the Globes that are like these kind of, you know, year long, years long issues that they've had. The main issue that people were kind of talking about last night was that it's not a diverse group of people it is Mm -hmm. a group of people from all around the country but it's actually not a diverse group of people and so that was the thing that came up the most they apologized for it um actors brought it up in their speeches which i thought was really commendable for some of them you know to say like let's try better next year like i know we're all here kind of here quote unquote here um but let's try better but then the uh, then the pay to play because those are t- to me those are two separate issues that kind of got mixed together. It was like, oh, the Golden Globes is a fraud. It's pay to play and it's <laughs> and it's not diverse. And it's like, okay, well, those are 
one thing like they are not going to work on and one thing they are going to work on. And I'll tell you what they're not going to work on. Pay to play. They do not give yeah. a shit. They will take Netflix's trips. They will take they, – they do not care that you know now all of a sudden that they do that shit. They've been doing it for years. It is – it is part of the gig. These are journalists. They don't get benefits like this. They need to take right. them where they can get them, you know? It's just going to be a more diverse selection of journalists who are willing to accept hey, bribes to great. vote. That's all Baby that we steps. ask for. That is all that we ask for. <laughs> Baby steps, okay? Baby steps. We don't have to go through every winner, but I thought it was interesting that we got two prestige shoes in some of the big acting categories, Rosamund Pike and Andra Day, both won? There wasn't a who there wasn't a best new artist, but there was a few prestige who's who snuck their way into the winner's circle just mm-hmm. getting snuck in. I mean, there was Rosamund Pike who was in the I Care a Lot movie, which actually, even though considering it's on Netflix, I'm not sure a lot of people are giving a care about that movie, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um yeah. I saw I mean, it. A, I didn't a, I didn't love it. You liked it. I didn't like it. I liked it. I think she's just I mean, I I understand why she won, and I can understand why Andrew Day won too. Like you're right. in a biopic. You're playing a and person. And Andrew Day, like, I, even though that movie didn't get amazing reviews, I haven't seen it yet. But playing Billie Holiday, she got her. She got amazing reviews as as the star of that movie. And when you're singing as well, that always works in your favor, especially with it, when it's the Globes and it's like <laughs> you're not necessarily convinced that they watched the things they're voting for. Oh no, they just you know? saw it's the. Like, oh, they she just saw her she sing, and they said, "Oh, she does such a good job." Oh my God, it's Billie Holiday. Like, they just were Look at Rosamund Pike's haircut. Ooh, oh. Look at her severe, angry haircut. Well, you can't too. compare these two because they're not. A Carol Lot was not a biopic. Like, no. You know, the other one, United but States. But people, versus a lot Billie of people Holiday. hated that movie. A lot of people hated I Care a Lot. Right. But I, I think I Care a Lot was like giving Rosamund Pike the the globe for Gone Girl or something. Because it was mm-hmm. a very Gone Girl. Like, she played to her strengths, which is like that kind of. I don't know. I see. It's, it's it's similar to me. The character was similar to me. She loves to play like an American who has who's bad or something. Like, you know, a bad... A beautiful devil, yeah. Um, and yeah. then Andrew Day, who I think people... Because she was... She had that song Rise Up, right? Rise Up, which... So that was her big first moment. Which Joss Stone sang as the sausage and <laughs> okay. chips do not, just a couple of weeks do ago. Do not take away from it. So Andrew Day had that song Rise Up, which was a big hit. I didn't know that she... Mm-hmm was like going into acting until or, or acting I don't know if she was acting before but I just knew her as a singer and then she now she's playing Billie Holiday in this in this biopic people are talking mm-hmm. about it. Like yeah a- I always thought of her as a singer and I think this is her first breakthrough into acting which is cool and now she's a winner now she's a winner pastoral scene of the gallant south the bulging eyes and the twisted mouth scent of magnolia And the sudden smell of burning flesh Here is the fruit for the crows <laughs> 
luck. And then we had a few more, and then we had a few more who's because we'd had the, um, what do they call them now? Golden Globe ambassadors? Well, it's They're weird no because, longer... like, did he even show up on screen? Like, I missed him completely if he was on the TV. If he the Lee have. children were on the screen, I never once saw them. I know, but they talked about them in the press. Like, they got tabloid mm-hmm. coverage. They got the, mm-hmm. you know, Spike Lee's kids, Satchel, and was it just Satchel and Jackson? Satchel, Satchel and Jackson. Yeah, it's yeah. both of them. They and were so the, Jackson the ambassadors, the, the Golden yeah. Globe ambassadors. Exactly. And I only saw coverage of this, like, elsewhere. I didn't, if, if they ever came on stage, maybe they were, like, masked like the Ernst and Young people. Like, I never saw them do anything. So Maybe they were, like, it, let's it tone down the nepotism in our production. But what's <laughs> funny is they picked, like, two cool, I mean, yes, they're Spike Lee's kids. Of course, they're fucking cool. But, like, they picked, like, two cool kids, you know, to do this. Yeah, it's not like the Stallone sisters who, like, we truly don't care about. I mean, it seems like they're these two are following in their father's footsteps in terms of, like, becoming um, excuse artists, Excuse you, Sistine and the other one are following in their father's footsteps by becoming models. How exactly? How exactly? And podcast hosts. They host a podcast called, like, Sisters or something like that. From Podcast One, this is Unwaxed. Get in, Lizzie. We're going shopping. With Sophia and Sistine Stallone. Did we just become best friends? Yep. The the thing I did, the thing I noticed here in the New York Times profile of Satchel and Jackson. Um, oh, quick thing about Satchel. I was like, I wonder if she's named after the baseball player that Ronan Farrow was named after, and it turns out she is. That's so so Ronan Farrow and Satchel Lee are both named after the same baseball player, Satchel Page. I believe. I don't know mm-hmm. anything about baseball, mm-hmm. but yeah, they're both named after the same person. Well, Ronan Nepotism. doesn't go by Satchel, but Satchel is no. Ronan's birth name. Yeah. But this thing I noticed in the New York Times story that I didn't know about, I think it might be new simply because I don't ever remember this being a thing. Here's a quote. The ambassadors each get a $25,000 grant to donate to an organization of their choice. Jackson Lewis Lee, 23, the first black man ever to be an ambassador, has chosen Big Brothers and Big Sisters of America. So I mean, okay, great. Le- great. Use some of that take some of that money you're spending on first class tickets to Paris and give it to charity, you know? <laughs> Meanwhile, well, they're not spending the money on first class tickets to Paris. Netflix, Netflix is. is. I know. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> That's not is. how PR works. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're Satchel right. Lee will be giving everyone a James Corden in their tub. Oh, right. What a charitable event. Um, what else? What else happened at the Globes that was interesting? Anything? Who won the song? The best song. I missed this one too. Oh, it was the Diane Warren song. It was the song from um, Diane the Warren Life Ahead. won a Golden well, Globe, and I missed it. It was that Italian song that she. I I don't know what. Did <laughs> she see. fly in? Did they drop her in from a helicopter? She's like, I won. I it was that. It was that Netflix. It's the Netflix movie starring Sophia Loren that I think no one watched. That was like a big deal because it's like, wow, Sophia Loren is in a Netflix movie. And then everyone was like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> the Life Ahead. That is Have you so, seen this? No, but that is just so depressing. I haven't even seen. You should play a clip of the song because I have not It's funny that it's called song. Scene because it's like not seen. Like no one saw. Like seen, not. You know, like didn't see. Nessuno ci crede, ma io 
Oh, here's what happened. Here's what, what happened. What? Diane Warren wrote it in English, and then it had to be translated into Italian. Oh, love that for her. So Diane Warren was like, I'm going to write a song called Scene. And then an Italian translator was called, was like, okay, thanks. We'll take it from here. So, <laughs> But she won. I don't know. That's what happened. Yeah, she won. Will it be nominated for an Oscar? Will she finally win her Oscar? Unclear. Oh, probably not? You're saying not? <laughs> probably not? I think she's probably not. I think probably, probably not. It's just funny. Probably not. I think probably not. I, I could see the Oscars giving it to Andra Day. I feel like it's like a great... They, I didn't know there was an original song that she mm-hmm. wrote with Raphael Sadiq in the movie, The United States versus Billie Holiday. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to put... It's always interesting to me when they put an original song in a movie that's about a singer who it's not their song, you know, to get nominated <laughs> because, like, obviously they can't get nominated for, like, a Billie Holiday song. They have to, like, put a new song in, but it has to sound like Billie Holiday or, you know, it has to be adjacent or something. Yeah, I mean, the the same thing sort of happens in One Night in Miami. Like, Leslie Odom Jr. wrote a song that, like, Sam Cooke oh, right. had nothing to do with. Right. <laughs> so And they, like, play it over the credits, but they don't really play it in the movie because it wouldn't make sense to play a song that didn't exist at yeah. the time in a biopic and, at the in the movie. And I think that that move is specifically an awards play. Like, it's like, because you can't get nominated for original song based on old songs so yeah. they have to write something new for the movie because beyonce did that with Listen. no i know it's like it's a tr- it's kind of a weird it's like a hack it's like this yeah, is a movie a about exactly. this is a movie about music and we know that it's going to be great but we don't have any original music in here because it's about somebody else's music so we need to like mm-hmm. hack our own way into this you know like meanwhile what movie did not get nominated for best song music <laughs> music music peaked its little head into the golden globes the and fact that away. music got nominated for anything is shocking considering the response and also the fact that kate hudson is willingly going around defending this movie as if like the misunderstanding there's like a misunderstanding about the movie do you know what i mean yeah focus on at leisure please <laughs> let's not let's i just let's speak to things that you know about and the other thing is like whether or not she's good in the movie like it's a waste of a performance because that movie is like so bottom line offensive like for like first look easy look, watch the trailer do not need to even watch the movie mm-hmm. hear the responses from Sia who wrote it like we all know that this is like not a movie that deserves any accolades despite its performances you know well I mean hear the responses from Maddie Ziegler who in that interview there's an interview with someone I'm not well, sure where it was but defense, she was like defense 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 well Maddie Ziegler was like oh I cried the whole like I, I spent the first day of rehearsals or shooting just like sobbing because she was like, I don't want to do this wrong. And then, but the, I don't think there was anyone on the set to like actually help her give this sensitive portrayal of this. So she was like, oh, fuck, let's just not talk about award shows again until the Oscars, which will definitely be less of a disaster, right? Because this is sort of like the Golden Globes help them figure stuff out and the Oscars will, of course, correct and make them less embarrassing. But also... Oscars might have a real show is the is what they're hoping. They keep pushing it back like they're going to have a real show. Well, like, if you get enough people vaccinated, you could have a red carpet. As long as there's a red carpet. Not having a pre-show, although there was a pre-show, it was just too bizarre, and I had it to was not... So like, it was so bizarre. It was bizarre. so bizarre. And, like, there was... There's moments... I'm probably more, you know, conned by these moments than you are. You just felt uncomfortable the whole time. But I'm, like... <laughs> I like a moment of, like, looking into a celebrity's house. Like, sometimes you'd get a glimpse of, like, where they were. You know what I mean? Like, Mark Ruffalo and his wife had their kids hanging around them in the back. Like, it it was... It, it had moments of humanity. But there was one thing that they chose to do that fully, like, 
killed me, which was when they would cut to commercial, there was like a two minute section or maybe a minute section where they would let the nominees talk amongst themselves in like a breakout group and we would have to see it but it was zoom so it'd be like "Uh, uh, 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 hey oh what are we doing oh are we talking it was so terrible but it also took them a few commercial breaks to really figure that out because at one point like i remember seeing viola davis like in the one where it was the actresses because it was like Viola Davis and her husband, and they were there with other people. I don't remember who else was there. I would just remember Viola. Yeah. She was just like very clearly did not think she was on television. And she was just sort of looking off. Because it was just like they were not briefed on this. They were not briefed on you this. You also don't know when you're – I mean, clearly they had this a system where either they sent some people cameras or they, you know, they were hooked up and like – but they, they didn't, didn't have... send everyone good cameras. They said <laughs> like ten percent of people had good cameras. Everyone else was using like their old white clamshell MacBook. The Pro, true you know? A, like... the true A-listers had good cameras. They had sent them rigs, and you but you could see like there was no like red light, so they didn't know when they were on TV until they saw themselves somehow on TV. I don't know how they were watching it at the same time as they were. It was just like I can't even imagine the production, even though it was like messy. I can't imagine how hard it was to put together to even make a semblance of a show. You gotta right. have some sort of respect for like the amount of audio sources. Imagine how many audio <laughs> sources, sources to mute you and unmute. Of, oh, you think of the the they always cut to like the the Golden Globes director or the Oscars director during the show, and yeah. it's like the guy in the control room, and it's like this is Bill. He's been doing this for right. fifty years, and it's like some stressed out white guy is like pointing at cameras. It's like you know, imagine- it's not Bill. They brought in the they brought in the big leagues. Bill didn't have this type of no, training. They had, to, they had to bring in some millennial, right? And because there's like a hundred times as many cameras that they're like, go to this one, go to this one, go to this one. Combine these. Tell Laura Dern to do this. Like. It was unreal. It was unreal. And then it was like, then they had the on, I'm thinking, of, we're thinking of the technical, but then the, they had the on set people. They had the first responders. They had Tina. They had Amy here, Tina here. They had the people who came in to present who were probably there for like five minutes, you know, just mm-hmm. to like say da 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 mm-hmm. And then they got to get them out the door. Are we done with the Globes? Because we can move on. I mean, I guess my question is like, should this have just not, was this better than nothing? Because I almost feel like at this point, I no. was wondering that too. I'm not sure it was, I was to be honest. Too. Even though I didn't hate it, I'm like, I'm not sure it was better than nothing. I feel like they should have. I think they needed to do it. They definitely needed to do it because it's part of the economy of Hollywood. Like you have to give out these awards every year. You have to do these. That's why they are. In, that's why these movies are investments. And why didn't they reinvent the wheel in a new way when they had the most time of anyone to maybe yeah. do that? And not reinvent the wheel, like change the entire system of how an award show works. But I mean, reinvent, not just, just don't make it like a Zoom. Like how, how do we figure out a different and new mm-hmm. way? And I guess it's, they're just not, they were just not up to the task. I don't think the Oscars yeah. are going to be up to the task either, to be honest. But, but like, I do think that it was what people were familiar with but bad when it could have been something that people weren't familiar yeah. with and maybe good. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I almost feel rude criticizing it because, like, I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the solution is. Oh, I don't know either. Because when I'm like, oh, well, what you could have done is just had – you know, Amy Poehler and Tina Fey or whoever going up there and for an hour reading the nominees and then reading the the winners and then zooming into just the winners. But then you lose the glam and you lose seeing inside people's houses, like seeing what people are like. I understand what they were trying to evoke. You're actually right. Like 
instead of having somebody come out and present something, you have Tina and Amy who are great. Let's be real. They're good at this. They know how to do this. They they already had the bit how they were split screened. That's fun. They're in two separate locations. They're working off of each other. They're mm-hmm. doing a good job. The jokes were well written. Sorry. I like laughed at a good amount of them. I know you did too. No, that was good. It was good. Yeah. And why not? You're right. Why not have it be just them almost when somebody wins, zooming them? Like, you know, and then yeah. you catch them like the phone call or something that's like yeah. surprise in that way for them to get a real reaction versus them all sitting there glumly not knowing if they're on camera that was the problem is like it, when you catch somebody who doesn't know they're on camera at the globes it's fun it's funny like they're mm-hmm. you know they're all there they know that it's fair game because they're in the room but at home it doesn't it feel it felt weird to catch yeah to have that moment it wasn't fun and I understand that they were trying to, like, make it equitable to all these people and, like, give them their moments. Like, cause some of these people are never going to be nominated totally. again. Some of you're these right, people are, right. like, whatever. Like, I understand what they were doing, but, like, uh, yikes. You know? It was it was very, very weird. The Oscars can really, truly only be better than this. Yeah, um, but don't hold, your, don't hold your breath. They might even just get lucky in timing. That's what I'm saying. Like, they might not even need to deal with kind of a lot of these obstacles that... It seems like they might not need to deal with all these obstacles. I'm sure Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson will be, you have their like single shot, even though they both had COVID. Like plenty of people in Hollywood will be back. It'd will be, be great if they hosted. That. Can't we get like Johnson and or Johnson to just like have a case of vaccines fall off the truck and just give them to the Oscar nominees? Like, fall you off know, the like truck, they can pay for them individually and they will. Just pay for all of the nominees should pay extra for a Johnson and Johnson vaccine so that Johnson and Johnson vaccines can go to like hard to reach areas and actually do something good with the money. Like we need to get these people vaccinated so we can have a normal Oscars. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like they could have done that for this, but it, it we're almost at a point where it'd be too showy to imply that every single person yeah. like skipped the line and got a vaccine for right. the Globes. But, but, but. That's what ruins it ethically. But what if they in get a month in or in two, it might not be as, it, it, there's more people vaccinated. It might not be un, unreasonable to say we're going to do every single person who's involved in this show is going to get a vaccine. Even the mm-hmm. camera operators, we're going to make sure. You know, like, because technically by that point, somebody who works on a, on a set <laughs> should be eligible because they work. <laughs> I'm just like, this is the most like fucked up version of Contagion of the Marion Cotillard subplot and contagion where like that one like community kidnaps her so that they can get the vaccine for all of their like the people in their like village yeah and it's like this is the steven soderbergh version of contagion but in real life it's like the academy of motion picture arts and sciences like devising a way to ethically source vaccines for rich hollywood people that will skip the line but we, we need the oscars need to return so that we can have oscars. normal oscars we need to vaccinate so we can have our oscars because the super bowl was just like fuck this everyone's coming to the stadium like we don't give a shit but now but the oscars are a completely different situation because they're indoors whatever it's just like it's just so it's just dark all the way around it is dark um nomadland though we love nomadland <laughs> Chloe won. No, Congrats to Chloe. Chloe's great. That movie is fantastic. I just can't believe we've talked about the Gold Glows for half an hour. I'm sure you're going to cut that down to like 15 minutes. Hello, doctors. Glenn Close. Hi there. <laughs> Hi. I'm out in Montana, and it's a big rural state, and it's been a little complicated in trying to figure out how to get a vaccine. So hmm. I was wondering if you could catch me up. In Montana, it looks like uh, they're up to group 1B, um, which is person 70 years and older. Good news. Good news? 
oh, um, why do you think it's good news for me? <laughs> I'm 45. Um, we have some breaking non-Golden Globes news. Did you see this, Lindsay? I'm depressed. Jesse J goes in. Oh, J- Jesse J has a new boyfriend no, and it's not doesn't. Channing Tatum. Jesse J started dating uh, a dancer. <gasps> I think it's someone that she uh, actually, you know, danced for her. His name is Max Pham Nguyen, and he is, like, really her boyfriend. Like, they're really together. And the reason it happened, so the reason it happened was, I think it was the Daily Mail posted photos oh, of her on. and Max. And it says, Jesse J puts on a jovial display while joking around with a male pal during oh God, an outdoor no, lunch date in Los no, Angeles. It's over. And there are all these photos, 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 photos. Jan and, Jesse Jan J and went on. I know, I'm sad. Then Jesse J goes on Instagram and writes this long caption with Max. And there are photos, like a God, whole carousel so of photos extra. of her and Max. What is this caption? It's so extra. And it says, a story was posted today. Scroll to picture seven. <laughs> The article was really sweet, but the pics, yo, because they're pop pics of them. Like, and she's like, I can do better. You got me we, looking like an together. old man who owns a boat, basically Lord Farquaad's dad growing out an old haircut. Why does she? Why is she like this? Why is she? Why is Jesse J referencing Shrek in her boyfriend reveal post? I don't know, Lindsay. Meanwhile, I can't answer that sort of question. She's really one of a kind. Meanwhile, Max Fam was really trying my salad that I loaded onto my fork. So Max and I thought you guys deserved some better photo options, saving you hiding in cars and bushes. Car option, silly option, park option, beach option, date night option, eating a snack option. Because no, but we did laugh a lot. P.S. He isn't my male pal. So what she's saying is, the Daily Mail use nasty pop photos. <laughs> I am fucking this guy. We take a lot of photos that are much hotter than the ones that the paparazzi has. So Lord you feel Farquaad. free to use these in your stories. Wait, did but she, I'm going to reference Did she say Shrek? she looks like Ward Farquaad because of her haircut? She has like a short like... <laughs> she said she looked like not even Lord Farquaad. Lord Farquaad's dad? So I guess... She's saying that she looks even older than Lord Farquaad. I don't know. And then on his Instagram stories, he just posted this photo of what looks like Jesse J's stainless steel fridge. And now we have a peek into Jesse J's fridge. Wait, I'm sorry. How do you know what looks like Jesse J's fridge? (laughs) Because I think this is Jesse J's fridge because it's covered in magnets of Jesse J photos. (laughs) Like, isn't that the most Jesse J thing to have photos of? Your childhood self covering your, I don't know, Sub-Zero fridge? I mean, they're really cute photos. But, like, she had custom magnets made of baby photos of herself for her fridge? (laughs) Maybe her mom got them for her. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her mom got them for her. Or Channing got them for her. She's so... She's so much. But I am sad because I feel like we thought her and Channing were going to get back together again. But I guess Mm -hmm. they did try it, like, three times. She does like a dancer, though. She loves a dancer. Right? Yeah. Because never forget, Channing can dance. What's next? Oh, then this is stupid. Skeet Ulrich commented on Lucy Hale's post. And it's like a post of Lucy Hale, like, showing off her legs in a New York right, City, but he like, like, house view. And he goes, my goodness. Okay, I'm just saying, like, if people are going to be, like, up in arms about their age difference, him posting my goodness doesn't help. <laughs> my goodness. Look at those legs. My goodness. These, those gams on you. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, I mean, it is the, like, text equivalent of, like, the the big bad wolf with his eyes bulging Truly. out through the tongue, unrolling all the way from it. L.A. to New York. Onto I love when the tongue Lucy unrolls Hill's like balcony. a carpet. That's my favorite. Like, <laughs> awooga, and, like, smoke comes out of his ears. Okay, this is big. This is big, though. We have a split that is big. A split that is notable. <gasps> a split that is big. 
it wouldn't be Chriselle Staus without some sort of dramatic split <laughs> after dating this guy for literally three months. Three just months. Three months. Three months. KO mm-hmm. from Dancing with the Stars. She was dating him. He is a pro. She was on the show. It was very cute. They got together after like a misunderstanding that she was maybe dating her partner, which mm-hmm. I still kind She's of like, am oh, like, oh, I'm dating she? him. Mm-hmm. And so she... She and uh, K.O. dated. They went on vacation together. They flaunted their love all around town. And now they have split because apparently he's shady as fuck. According to her. Well, according to her, according to her, he's a liar. I know, which I'm kind of like, receipts? I don't. Receipts? I'm just like, I'm just like, this is not, the Chrishell behavior here is just like, so ridiculous that I'm like, I don't believe you. <laughs> she like, said, peace out to the last fucks I had left. Hashtag women supporting women. Hashtag cat life for life. Hashtag JK dogs. Hashtag empowered women empowered women. Wait, empowered women empower women. Empower women. But what I do find kind of interesting about this is that, so she points out what's what's actually sort of worth noting here and interesting about this is that Yes, it's Chriselle sort of losing it on Maine and, and behaving losing it on in, way, in ways that, like, I wouldn't recommend anyone behave. Does she have um, a publicist? I would say don't do this. It looks like if she does, she's not answering the publicist's <laughs> phone calls. So the <laughs> And finally, the publicist just throws their phone away. So here's what happened. She points this out. She does this beat by beat in her Instagram stories. And she says that the... It begins with, well, how it started. And we knew that Chriselle and, and K.O. broke up. We knew that that was over. And the anonymous source says... She took a screenshot of a celebrity news site that said something about her and and tweeted it and said, or Instagram storyed it and said, well, how it started. Will you read what it well, says? This is, well, yeah, but the thing is, she started by showing that the original reporting was a source saying that it was mutual. So the source says they had a fun time together, but in the end decided that it would be best if they could part ways. They are still friendly and cordial. It wasn't a messy breakup, just wasn't the right fit or right timing. Then, And so she goes, this is how it started. Then she goes, how it's going. And it's a people source that says, K.O. is heartbroken. He enjoyed his time with Chriselle and was 100% in it. He's had a tough time with his mom's passing, but he really wanted to make his relationship with Chriselle last. So this source is implying that it was Chriselle who ended it, not K.O. Then she wrote, Chriselle adds to this. this On her story. I truly wanted to keep this drama free, but playing the victim and bringing your mom into it is a step too far for me. Taking the high road is overrated sometimes. I was also 100% in it as well. Until Reve- until revelations told to me recently have made me question if you could even <gasps> order a coffee without lying. Okay, so immediately after this happens, Lindsay and I are texting at this. We're like, oh my god. This is god. messy also, shit. Also, Chriselle, my gut is the same as Lindsay's gut, which is that, Chriselle, these are sources. Quit taking these sources seriously. So apparently other people have this idea. So well, they start I mean, I do. DMing I actually Chriselle. do think. Okay, just one second though. I do think that these sources are. I take these sources. She's more doing. She's more questioning the angling because she's like, oh, now you're like having your now you're whatever the whoever this source is who I think is real because obviously it's coming from his camp is having is framing it a way that she felt that it shouldn't have been framed. But I also yeah. feel like she maybe took this too personally when obviously if she's going to put stuff out there, he's going to put stuff out there too. If she's going to say something, he's going to say something, you know? And he didn't say anything bad. Yes. He just said, oh, he's so bummed. 
He really enjoyed it. He was in it. She's saying this implies I was not in it 100 percent. Yeah. Which and it so, doesn't. It implies it doesn't imply that. Sorry. It, it kind of it kind of doesn't imply anything because it's just publicists speak. It's like white noise. <laughs> Wait, it's she almost played, like white noise. Like it doesn't she, say anything. She played so, Beautiful Liar. Sorry, is, on this story, she played put Beautiful Liar by Beyonce. By Shakira. Shakira and Beyonce, yeah. <laughs> she said had a break free from habitual lying. But then what happened when the way that the story devolves even further is because Someone she posted screenshots from her DMs from oh, presumed terrible, normies who terrible. were saying, "I know you're upset, but this isn't from his own mouth. Who knows who this person is? Meaning the source, and if this is an accurate representation oh. of his feelings." And Chriselle goes, "I gathered all the facts before I posted. Don't worry, I know exactly where it came from." So it's like the I don't know the whisper network. Well, these that, are her fans of, who of are like, responding to her and saying, "Like, chill the." F- fuck out and she's saying i will not chill well then she someone said i think you're too mature for all this it's best to ignore this comes off as childish it de- and that person like i i agree with that like whether or not w- this this quote does not misrepresent you in any way this is how tabloids mm-hmm. work this is not misrepresenting you and she wrote i yes i am aware if i end up alone with cats it was worth it Ugh, i hate that stereotype yeah. but i am also I, human and not a robot when you are the blank in the breakup when you are the blank when you are the, i don't know why they censored it when you are the censored ass, ass when you're the i don't know when you're the blank in the breakup and the other person tries to let you save face and take the high road publicly probably best not to poke a bear holding receipts i will try to be a better person tomorrow today wasn't the day i'm a little confused at this one so when you are when he she's calling him the dick i think it's dick when you are the dick and mm-hmm. the in the breakup well what she's well what she's saying is i was trying to make this seem like it was a mutual decision so that we could both be saved and meanwhile his camp goes behind my back and but they didn't sort of indirectly blames it on me but they didn't. that's what, that's i don't i agree with that i don't think that she's they did she's literally misreading that, it they're saying he yes. is bummed he enjoyed his time he was in it and he's had a tough time with his mom's passing, but he wanted to – his mom died. He's yes. had a tough time with his mom's passing, but he wanted to make his relationship with Chriselle last. How is that going against what – I'm so confused as this. I She's reading into things because she's obviously been hurt by this person or th- 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 thinks that this person did something wrong. You know, I like, guess there's a difference between us not knowing what happened and whether whatever and the way that it's in the press. So, like, I think that she's wrong in, when, in her interpretation, even if behind the scenes there was something that went on that was messed yeah. up that she's now saying, oh, well, he has no right to say anything at all. And it's like, well, then maybe you shouldn't yeah. have said it was mutual. Maybe you should have told the truth. You're a liar, too. I, I, it seems like rude to say like you're overreacting, you're being dramatic. But the the reason I feel comfortable saying you're overreacting here is because when I read, uh, as people who read this gossip shit all the time and source quotes, anonymous source quotes all the time, this was so standard to the point of like it being completely unnotable. You know, I'm just like so confused. It, it's like he's like playing the victim. He's not playing the victim. Like he didn't blame you. He just the no. quote says that he had a great time, but they broke up there's no victim blaming there's no victim here it seems yeah uh, she does not she does not need to be in high profile relationships is is kind of how i'm reading this i don't think she's equipped to handle this sort of gossip and few people i wouldn't be you know like it it seems like it sucks and she doesn't have whatever whatever like chromosome 
that a lot of celebrities have where they can just listen to this and deal with okay, it. Okay, but I don't also think part of me is like, that. I love it. She's messy. Yes, keep posting <laughs> on Maine. We stan you, Chriselle. Yes, we love it. Yeah, but it does. It just seems like her. this sort of posting is doing the opposite of what she thought the sort of oh, posting Oh, I'm sure would it's not do. great for her. It's just great for me. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making, this this happens to Bobby all the time, the specialty cocktail that Josh is making, we're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be, su- there's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store, but we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash, because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments, and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app. They get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening any evening. Terms apply. Must be 21 plus to order alcohol. Drink responsibly. Delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Kyle Newman. Jamie King, you may remember. This this is... is drama and this is like very easy math i love i love when math is easy jamie king's estranged husband kyle newman welcomes surprise baby with girlfriend sin dot 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 nine months after king filed for divorce so we didn't cover when this divorce happened but it was messy and it was very it was speedy 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 it was speedy and it was messy this is jamie king the model who used to go by james like the she was like an it girl model and then she was Mm -hmm. on my favorite show heart of dixie and in various things she also used to go by taylor swift's best friend she used to she still maybe is taylor swift's best friend tbd we're unsure but she her and her husband got a divorce and it it seemed kind of nasty i think there was a restraining order involved something not great and it, it just didn't feel fun to cover. I was like, okay, fine, they're getting divorced. Maybe something else will happen, whatever. And this is what happened. Literally the reveal mm. of maybe why this happened. Okay, let's be real. Why it happened is yeah. Kyle is has a baby. <laughs> A baby is born. Mm-hmm. A baby is born. Yeah, you're right. There were there were restraining orders involved. It was not Yes. It was not pleasant to talk about or think about, but um now he has welcomed a child with this singer named Sin, which is a perfect two name. Sin, Sin as in Cynthia, C Y as in the original. <laughs> as in the original. So, as in Sin, Sin is now the mother of his child and I think the mom's name is the, the baby's name is Etienne. Uh-huh. And Sin uh-huh. is best known for being a singer who was signed to Katy Perry's record label. Did you know Katy Perry has a record label because Sin is signed to Wait, it. like her own record label, not the same one. <laughs> yeah, no. Katy Perry started a record label to like bring So Sin up... is to Katy Perry as um Chloe and Hallie is to Beyoncé. Are to Beyoncé. Uh-huh. Yes. Except, you know, I've I feel never like heard sin of is sin. Several. <laughs> I feel like sin is 
several levels below. Except Kobe I've and never Mally. heard of Sin. <laughs> right, I know. And it seems like uh, the uh, Kyle Newman, who's known for directing music videos for Taylor Swift, Lana Del Rey, blah blah blah, seems like he may not may not be getting these gigs anymore. Oop. Also, Sin has a song in Promising Young Woman called like "Uh Oh" or something <laughs> oh. that didn't get nominated for a Golden Globe. <laughs> All of her music sounds like this. All of her music sort of sounds like <laughs> American Eagle. Like just, it I sounds just, like you're in a mall. I just got to the Instagram caption that she wrote one week ago. <laughs> this is oop. A pandemic hit and I met my soulmate. Happy Valentine's Day to my sweetheart. It's like oh, a pandemic hit and you met a married man. <laughs> God. Oop, a pandemic hit and I met my soulmate. I mean, it's almost like you got to respect this person for just like completely like acting like nothing happened. Like you just met this guy on the street and we're like, oh, you seem perfect. You fell like, into this man, right? It's it's just like knowing knowing what we know about the divorce between Jamie King and Kyle Newman and how really fucked up it was <laughs> makes this caption seem so strange. So strange. So strange. This is more amusing. So Kodak Black is speaking of engagements or new relationships or like fast moving relationships, which is happening a lot in quarantine. Kodak Black is now engaged to another rapper named Mellow Rax. And he, and he proposed to her. He proposed to her with an airplane message. Wait, it's and so the airplane cute. Message, the airplane message that flew over them says, might as well marry me, Melody. I love you. I love Wait, I think that might is, as well. I think that is so funny. It's really cute. Because it's if, really because cute. Because if you said it, you said it's fast. Like they just got together. The mm-hmm. it's cute because it's like we already hang out a lot. Might as well marry me. <laughs> might as well. Might as well. That's so cute. They already got tattoos of each other's names. Quick. Well, like, and I think those are real. Because what tattoo are we just talking about that we weren't sure if the tattoo is fake or not? I think these are real because they look like Ray's. Like, they look kind of brand new. And they have their full names. Because his real name is Bill. His real name is Bill and her real name is Melody. So now she has a Bill on her face and he has a Melody on his neck. And I think they're real. That's a big Bill. It's a big Bill. That's a big, it's a big that's Bill. That's a big Bill. It's a big bill, like, on her right and jaw. it's red? Wait, funny. Kodak Black was born Dusan Octave, but legally changed his name to Bill K. Capri in 2018, but also goes by Kodak Black. He went, he changed his name to Bill? I like that. <laughs> I like taking ownership of your name. I do like Change when you're, you he's like, it's Kodak Black, but he's like, just call me Bill. Like, that is so, that's funny. <laughs> that is funny, because it's the most just call me name, you know, that you weren't. Just call me Joe. No, the most just call me name is Joe, not Bill. Right. Joe. Just call me Joe. And it's funny because, wait, you have this here that on Valentine's Day, he said that he loves JT from City Girls. He sang a song. He, like, wrote a song about JT from City Girls and sang it on his Instagram. And she was like, uh, (laughs) I didn't ask for this. Say in your spine, you can feel the rush. JT, you know I like to make you nut, baby. I'm gonna need a blunt for this, say crack the dirt, chewy. Even though I'm too young for this, I'll eat your butt, your booty. He's, like, constantly shooting his shot with like other women and that's why the thing about might as well marry me is even funnier because he's just sort of like 
he's he just got out of prison because Trump pardoned him. So I think he's kind of on one. Wait, he's Trump like Trump pardoned you know, Kodak Black. Trump pardoned Kodak Black. Yes. Wow, that got that buried. was in, like, when Trump when Trump pardoned like one million people right before he left office. Kodak Black was one of them, and so. Kodak Black got out and he started like releasing music, Why? recording music, and he started oh, like for being falsifying a big presence information on, on federal yeah. forms to buy firearms in Miami on two separate occasions. Mm-hmm. So Trump pardoned him, and I was listening to the song that came out after after he got out. And there's a line in the song where he literally says, Trump just pardoned me, but my favorite president is on money. So it's sort of like, <laughs> don't act like I like this guy just because he pardoned me, which I think is a reasonable thing to say after Trump pardons Wait, you. Wait, sorry, this is so um, weird. But you, but he, so further down the dock, I didn't realize it was connected, but JT from City Girls comes up again because, because people think she's engaged to little Uzi Vert, who we just talked about with the diamond in his head. Yeah, uh-huh. So, and she might be, but she's not engaged to Kodak Black. So Kodak Black, who was recently like writing songs for JT from City Girls, mm-hmm. is engaged to this other woman whose name is Melody. And JT mm-hmm. from City Girls is maybe engaged to Lil Uzi Vert because maybe. there were deleted tweets that implied that. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Got it. All right. Okay. Got it. Wow. Okay, great. And also, the other thing that's going on with Kodak Black is ever since he got out of prison, people started, and this is really stupid. This is another one of those things like viral tweets gone awry, where it's like a few people said, like, he looks different. He sounds different. I think he must be a clone, which is clearly like a joke. But he's but like, stop calling me had, a clone. I'm not he's a clone. He's like, please stop calling me a clone. All my, my other little bits, whenever this little clone shit came out. I wasn't really tripping on them, but now y'all, y'all blowing me now. How the fuck it can't be them other? A nigga can't uh, motherfucking duplicate this shit. So it's getting headlines like Kodak Black speaks on everybody calling him a clone. I mean, people think that Avril Lavigne literally died and was replaced by a new woman, so she hasn't said anything about that. And he's like, "Stop calling me a clone." <laughs> He literally says in the video, all this clone shit is starting to make me mad. Also, if you were a clone, wouldn't you look the exact same? Isn't the problem that he doesn't look the exact same? A clone would be yeah. like multiplicity. You wouldn't be able to tell a difference. God, multiplicity. Let's not talk about multiplicity again. Let's talk about Blue. So this headline, if you just read it face value, with even with my knowledge of celebrities, is inexplicable. And I actually sent it to Bobby and was like, what does this mean to you? It says, daddy's girl. Blue's Lee Ryan reveals he is expecting a baby girl with pregnant girlfriend Verity Paris. And you're like, There's another Paris? Well, I was like, (laughs) this is a start. This is definitely something because I don't know either of these people. And also, and also, what is Blue? You know, like, (laughs) Blue's, Blue's Lee Ryan. So when you get into it, the article doesn't actually tell you what Blue is. It assumes you know, which is hilarious. It's a boy band. Bobby knew it f- because it's a reference from Love Actually, which is the funniest version of the funniest part of this entire thing. I was like, oh, yeah, that's the that's the band that Bill Nighy writes. We've got little pricks above. And Lindsay was like, what? <laughs> and then I had to send the screenshot of we've got little pricks written on Blue. I was like, the only reason I know what Blue is. Hi there and welcome back. So, Billy, three weeks till Christmas. Looks like the real competition is going to be Blue. Yeah, I, I saw them on the show last sweet they weren't very nice about my record no little scamps <laughs> but very very talented musicians yeah uh philly i understand you've got a prize for our competition winners yes i have Antor deck it's a it's a personalized felt tip pen oh great it's brilliant it, it, it even writes on glass 
So if you if you've got a framed picture like, for instance, this one of blue, mm -hmm. you you can just write on it. And even funnier is before they even imply what blue is in this article it says lee already has a daughter bluebell 13 with jessica keeville and son rain 12 with ex-fiance samantha miller now lee has opened up about his latest baby news to hello hello the tabloid revealing he's expecting a daughter with verity comma who is an ariana grande impersonator <laughs> Now I'm in. Now I'm fully in. So this guy who was in a boy band called Blue that actually was a relatively big boy band in the UK. Not big, but they have a few number one hits. And they did a song with Elton John, mm -hmm. um, which was an Elton John song. They did a duet with him. He's having a baby with an Ariana Grande impersonator and he, who all, is also a reality star because she was on he, The X Factor and celebrities go dating or whatever. They also had dalliances with Eurovision. They entered Eurovision with the song I Can in 2011. You gotta they play a clip win. of that. You gotta play a clip of I Can. They also did a cover of Get Down On It by Cool and the Gang, which mm -hmm. is horrendous. I gotta play some of that. And they were featured in Love Actually for all time. And the other day, 40, oh, the other day, 46 weeks ago, this guy posted an Instagram and it's him just looking up in the sky like I'm thinking. And it says, if dolphins speak to each other, do they have different accents depending on where they come from? It's a good question. It's he a good question. To, he wants to know. Let's talk about Verity because she's fascinating. An I'm Ariana Grande impersonator. Well, the thing about an Ariana Grande impersonator is you would expect that person to either look like or sound like Stop. Ariana Grande. Stop. And Verity <laughs> Paris does neither. Verity Paris is a very accomplished singer um, and looks like a star, but she doesn't look or sound like Ariana Grande, which thing. I feel like is a problem. I, if I'm, what I'm looking for in an impersonator, okay, a celebrity impersonator, if they don't sound like the person and it's a singer, I want a drag queen. Do you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. if they, but if I'm looking for somebody who sounds like the singer, then you have to really sound like the singer and be the full package. And that's what she claims to be, although Bobby is arguing that that is not the case. <laughs> she doesn't, I mean, she looks like, she looks like a Bella <laughs> twin. She doesn't look like Ariana Grande. And she sounds like a pussycat doll. So that's, that's my problem with Verity Paris right. as right. an Ariana Grande impersonator. It's like, can She's... she sing Ariana Grande songs? Yes. Of course. Does yeah. she sound like Ariana Grande? No. No. No one's being fooled by Verity Paris. being fooled this is quite the gig she also apparently um can do lady gaga jesse J, chris aguilera and ariana Gra oh yeah 
Lady Gaga, Jessie J, Christina Aguilera, and Ariana mm-hmm. Grande. Using her definition, so could I. <laughs> you know? Moving on, a feud was ended. Lindsay, a feud was ended? Yeah, Keisha Cole and K. Michelle are no They've longer They've been fighting feuding. for so long. <laughs> well, it's funny because they ended their feud on Clubhouse. I feel like Clubhouse is where you start feuds. I, I've never heard of a feud ending on Clubhouse. Well, this is the first one. K. Michelle tweeted, So last night at Clubhouse was a great moment for culture. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, but ending your feud with Keisha Cole is not is funny to call it a great moment in culture. It is. Me and Keisha Cole squashed any little misunderstandings we had like adults and sang songs together all night. Y'all might even see a joint EP. Okay. And then she I'll says, I'm just all about positivity and making great music with some great people. She's two of those three things. <laughs> I mean, if she's all about positivity, that just started. But as K. Michelle fans, like, come on. But I'm glad that this happened. I guess like they had they had um they had beef in 2020. <laughs> they had beef recently. It was in November. Yeah, they had, no, yeah, they had beef. It was like right. It was like right around Thanksgiving. Yeah, it Came, was. Uh, Keisha Cole said, "Gotta watch these industry people. Some of them are fake as fuck, for real, and most have an agenda." I'm actually mm-hmm. happy to hit my 40s soon. I can see shit clear as day now. Mm-hmm. And then Kate Michelle said, "Well, she responded on her own, but not directly." She said, "But you, the fakest one." I laugh. <laughs> and then she wrote, "Wow, just minding my own business, typing song lyrics. The world we live in is a sad place. I'm not talking about anyone. Stop forcing a beef. It's played. But you are now saying it was a beef because you're saying the beef was squashed, so there was a beef." Yeah. So, well, but we don't know if that beef. We do. If that beef was because of a misunderstanding, or if it was based on something real, but we can assume that it was based on something real. If she's saying the beef was squashed, then there was beef. You can't say there the beef was squashed if there's no beef to begin with. It's like the laws of physics, you know? Like, you just can't... Like, the beef had to exist. I'm just... Like, congrats to anyone who can spend more than, like, 90 seconds on Clubhouse, let alone squash beefs on Clubhouse. I find Clubhouse to be the most, like, anxiety-inducing place. It sounds... It's too intimate. It's, it's too, too intimate. intimate. Everyone's just fucking talking. It's like so dangerous. You could say anything. Like it's dangerous. You could just squash beef and not even mean to, you know? Speaking of name changes, Kodak changed his name from Deucent to Bill to then Kodak creatively, professionally. Ned Rock'n'Roll, who had one of the most iconic names in the Hooniverse, has changed his name. I'm bummed. I'm bummed. Me too. He was Ned Rock'n'Roll for so long. Now what is it? What did he change it to? Something boring. It's... Edward Wolf Winslet Abel Smith because he wanted it he wanted to have the same last name as his kid because mm-hmm. his son is named Bear Blaze Winslet never forget and he wanted to include the family name shared by his wife and son this 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 gossip columnist said sounds like he's maturing it's like yeah he changed his name to from fucking Ned Rock and Roll <laughs> to, to, to Edward Wolf, Smith Wolf Winslet because I think Ned and Ed are the same so like he was Edward Rock and Roll mm-hmm. you know so now he's he's Ned Wolf Winslet Abel Smith. So he's technically like Ned Smith. Oh, that's terrible. He's Ned Smith. That's so Ned. bad. Isn't he um what's his face's nephew? He is Virgin yeah, Richard, he's Branson. Richard, Brand- yeah, Branson's Richard Branson. Richard Branson's nephew. Wait, there's another fun name thing. Mandy oh, Moore's kid is named This oh. Is Gus. <laughs> NBC named Mandy Moore's kid. <laughs> I cannot believe her. Her kid's name is Gus. 
She's, I guess, a them, so I guess, like, whatever. But it is funny that she named her head, her kid Gus, as in this is Gus. This is Gus. <laughs> this is Gus. Well, it's yeah. August. August is... I get it. I get it. I yeah. like that name. Yeah, and her ex, cute. her famous ex, Wilmer Valderrama, also had a kid this week, the same week that she had a kid. Or around mm-hmm. the same time, maybe. I don't know when. I don't know when anyone gave birth. Okay, time for Rita. Let's do Rita. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Rita Ora is still living, living, you know, a, a wonderful life in Australia. She's out of quarantine. She's, never she's on the beach. She's never, <laughs> she's she is never. never coming back. And not only is she never coming back, even though she didn't probably doesn't want more attention mm-hmm. given to the fact that she is there, she has to have be written about because she has to promote this free apartment she's staying in, or else she doesn't get it for free. I think. Think about it. Maybe. Maybe. Do you think there was at a least, conversation where it was like, discounted. we really we really shouldn't have, we really should not have an article that's like inside Rita Ora's $30,000 a week luxury hideaway in Sydney. And yet the Sydney, the hideaway was like, actually, you do have to do that because you do have to pay your bill. And that is going to be getting me into the Daily Mail, which they mm-hmm. did. Yeah. I mean, I'm they sure did. the voice is paying part of the bill, but part, mm, part, mm, this has mm. all got to be. You don't talk about this shit unless it's, like, required a little bit, you know? I'm sorry. It's a whole article. Inside Rita Ora's $30,000 a week luxury hideaway in Sydney features a gym in Harbour Views as she begins filming The Voice Australia. This is paid for, signed, sealed, and delivered. This is free for Spawn. It's a beautiful It's a beautiful home. I just think the thing is, is, like, they're not the luxury apartment market. There are only certain ways to, like, advertise that. It's not the same as like going on Airbnb, I think. I think like this is like the best advertisement for that is getting a situation like this, you know? Mm-hmm. So. But when she's not in her apartment, she's out on the beach in maybe the uh, one of the ugliest swimsuits I've ever seen. <laughs> Body on Ugly. her. Rita, Rita Ora shows off her stunning figure in a daring thong swimsuit. I said to Bobby, if a swimsuit looks bad on Rita Ora, it's a t- it's the ugliest swimsuit of all time because she can make a piece of fabric look good and this does not look good. It's ugly. So, but there are a million articles about Rita Ora in the bathing suit uh, in Australia because literally what she's doing is going to the beach, going back, mm-hmm, going to the mm-hmm. beach, going back. So we're getting a lot of those articles. She uh, shows off her incredible figure in a very racy pink swimsuit as she enjoys a quick dip. That's where the that's the bathing suit that we're not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also felt musically isolated in lockdown. Oh, okay. Well, that because she's releasing, she's releasing a three-part making of Bang EP on YouTube. What? And the first part revealed that she felt musically isolated in lockdown. You know, those songs are still hitting it for me, though. So I can't really really say that I'm not going to watch this behind the scenes because I really am enjoying the music and it sounds great in my car. Big is a great song. It's all good, but Big is a great song. Big is a great song. It's great. When she says, when she says Medulla Oblongata, do you freak? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. When Rita says Medulla Oblongata, I'm like, shit. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Who Weekly. We're done. Call in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. And we may address your calls on a future episode of Who's There. Also support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for twice weekly bonus episodes. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We love your ratings and reviewings. And thanks to Katie and Eric for the Rita Ora theme song. Bye. Bye. You will drain us. Today's episode of Who Weekly was brought to you by The CW. Watch new episodes of Superman and Lois on Tuesdays at 9, 8 central or stream free next day on The CW app.